Welcome to episode number one of Retail Initiative, the podcast for retail entrepreneurs to learn, grow, and be inspired by retail experts and other retailers just like you. Today, we're talking to Jackie at Coterie Boutique in College Station, Texas. Since they launched a little over a year ago, they have seen tremendous growth, both in-store and online. And one of the biggest ways that they've grown is the way they've created such a unique experience around visiting and shopping in their store. We hope that you get so much out of today. I know that you will. Um, We had such a good time talking with them. Um, Jackie and her team are phenomenal. So let's jump right in. So if you think back to your college town where you went to school, um, especially if it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, there probably was one or two women's boutiques in town. And that was a normal thing. And it was likely where the girls that dressed really cute shopped um, and maybe a few locals would, would frequent the place. But it wasn't that big of a thing. And in the last five years or so, um, the women's boutique industry has exploded and it's gotten so big. Um, and especially in college towns, it's it's become a really big thing. Um, and I am here at Coterie Boutique in College Station, Texas. Or I think, is this Brian or College We're Station? We're actually in Brian. Brian. Um, <laughs> but Brian is right next to College Station, which is totally. home of Twin Cities. Texas, Texas A&M. A&M University. <laughs> Texas A&M, the Aggies. Um, and really, this space feels super different than what I think our listeners picturing in their mind when I say that like College Town Women's Boutique. Absolutely. What's different about here? Well, so College Station is growing, no doubt. I like to call myself a local at this point. I've been here 24 years. I wasn't born and raised here, but I've been here a long time. But there are some really fantastic boutiques in town that definitely is becoming a trend. But Coterie is somewhat different in that um, we really wanted to focus on creating something that was a destination experience. And so Jenny and I, my partner... Um, were adamant about not wanting to be in a strip mall, not wanting to be between a nail salon and a dry cleaners. We wanted to be a destination. So we wanted to be a location where you could come and literally spend the day, not just shopping, but having a coffee next door. We're we're at the Stella Hotel. So we have great um, uh, weekends where women are coming and spending a weekend at the hotel for a girl's trip. They're coming over and having coffee. They come and spend the weekend shopping. So they're in and out. So we are a destination experience, which definitely sets us apart in this town. Yeah. And I I definitely want to get to more of that experience part. I think that's going to be a really good part of our conversation. Right. But tell me, where did you get the idea for this business? Was this your idea? It, it was. Um, and Jenny would tell you that right away, because when I approached her about it, she immediately <laughs> said no, <laughs> because it was not on her radar at all. Uh, my partner is an interior designer, um, incredible interior designer in town. Um, JTI is uh, Jenny Tamplin Interiors is the name of her business. I'm so proud of her and how amazing she's doing. Um, but I, um, even though we have some great boutiques, I really felt like we could use more shopping in College Station. Our numbers have grown, right? So it was becoming sort of that experience where you're going to a cocktail party and someone might show up wearing the same thing because we have few boutiques in town. We don't, we're we're not Dallas, we're not Houston. Um, And so I knew that there was definitely room for it. 
Um, and I was yeah. coming to my end as a stay-at-home mom. Been a stay-at-home mom for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> and it's always been my dream to own a business. And so um, my oldest son is off to college now, and my two younger sons are they're, they're close. I have a senior, <laughs> a senior in high school this year and a sophomore in high school. So they're leaving the nest. And yeah. what am I going to do with my time? And this was a dream. And so I approached Jenny and said, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I would love to do. And it took her a couple of, couple of weeks to think on it. And when she yeah. called and said, let's do it, we, we literally jumped off the cliff. We didn't think twice about it. We just oh went for gosh. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you get this idea, like, what, what was it like talking, like, when you told your husband, when you told your family, <laughs> did they think you were crazy yeah. or were they like, oh, mom, this is perfect? You know, it's so, it's so interesting about that. I love to tell this story about my husband. So um, before I was a stay-at-home mom, um, I had a ton of awful jobs um, that sort of just kind of landed in my lap. And all of them uh, revolved around um, me being some sort of administrative assistant back in my day. And those aren't awful jobs. They're wonderful jobs. Yeah. They are not jobs that are suited to my personality. But I somehow kept finding myself falling in that role. And so when this time was coming to an end as a stay-at-home mom, I really started to be afraid that I was going to land myself in another job that was not suited for who I am. Yeah. And so Brady, my husband, said, you're in a position where you have time to think about what you want to do. We haven't had a second income for almost 20 years, so we're fine. Think about what you want to do and pick the right thing. So I started making a list of what I really love. And um, I know it sounds really materialistic, but I love to shop. <laughs> um, I love to chat and visit with people. Um, wine was on that list <laughs> on my too, for I sure <laughs> and so just an idea started forming and one night while we were watching a movie it just came out and I just said I think I would really like to own a boutique and in my brain that was when Brady was going to say absolutely not we have kids in college this is a massive ex undertaking it's very mm -hmm. expensive and also by the way you have zero retail experience I've never worked oh, in a store wow. in yeah. my life and he looked right at me and said, that's absolutely perfect for you. I think you should do it. And that's I went, it, it actually scared me a little bit because he was supposed to say no. And that was going to be the end of yeah, it. Yeah, you have your excuse, right? <laughs> yeah. And he said, I fully support it. Go for it. Do it. That's and amazing. so, yeah, and he's so, been very supportive. Everyone, I would say in Jenny's camp and in my camp have been incredibly supportive my boys I see my son off to college every morning he's he's moving out in August but he goes to A&M which is right across the street from where we live so his oh, freshman wow. year he has been home a lot and we pass each other in the morning and every morning he says look at my mom all dressed up and ready to go to work so I feel like even our my boys are proud are proud that is yeah amazing. it's wonderful yeah, because a lot of business owners don't get that kind of support. And in a way, you kind of have to earn it from your spouse. And it's really cool that you were able to come in right away. From yes. From the beginning. Yes. With, with that support. And, you know, it kind of takes away that fear that if you fail or if you mess up in some way, you've got somebody in your corner. It yeah. is true. Although Jenny and I jokingly have said to each other on several occasions throughout this process if you want to know, 
who your true friends are in life and which family members you have in life that really love you unconditionally, you should open a business and see what happens. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. You, it's yeah, so true. Because they either rally or they're, you know, you don't get the you don't get the good feelings from them that they're in your corner. You know right away yeah. who's in your corner when you open a business. Yeah, you get that like awkward conversation at Thanksgiving right? that's like, you know, mm. I hear a lot on the news right. that retail's just <laughs> Yeah, yes. the, the mall up the road from my house yeah. is not doing so well. And yeah, articles. You people start emailing you articles on why you shouldn't uh-huh. be involved in retail. You You're know, like, Amazon mm, sells yeah. clothes now. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You had that support because you know, even though like, of course, everyone has their opinion. Like you and I know that retail is continuing right. to grow and it is continuing to thrive. It's just a certain type of retail isn't. Ha- isn't what's doing well. That's right. So how long from, you know, you getting that yes from your husband mm-hmm. um, and then you giving the idea to Jenny, like what was the timeline there from here's all right, right. husband, I want to do this. All right, uh-huh. Jenny, here's an idea. She says, yes. Yes. Where next? Okay. So Brady said yes. And it actually um, froze me a little bit in fear. And so I um, sat on that idea for about four months. And in that four months, I really started digging. I started researching. I started reading a lot of books um, because I have never worked in retail. And so I was a little afraid. I loved the idea of it, but I I probably needed to learn a little bit. So I spent some time doing that. Which is good. Yes. And I knew for me personally right away that um, I wanted a partner. I um, I love having a team. I And because there was some fear, I like the idea of bouncing an idea off yeah. of someone. And so I had to spend some time really thinking about who I wanted that person to be. Sure. Um, and Jenny was, it popped into my brain immediately. Um, and so I just needed to really think on that and pray on it because there's so many... Um, there's, there's so many articles and books that have been written that say don't have partners. Yeah. You know, you start hearing all those scary things, like anything with more than one head is a beast. And there's a reason why they say too many cooks in yeah. the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. So I had to really think on it and, and pray on it. Um, and the moment was right, and I approached her with it. And she really, Jenny is very um, design minded and that's where her brain was and this was not even something she had ever considered and so right away she wasn't interested and I thought well okay well that's fine we'll just I'll move on from there and I'll um, I'll think about somebody else or or I won't do it and within about three or four weeks she called and said I can't stop thinking about what you have proposed and now my wheels are spinning and I have these really great ideas for how to merge those two businesses together one thing that I think is definitely different about Coterie that completely sets us apart with Jenny is that we're not just apparel. We're not just clothing and accessories, perfume and handbags. Yeah. You can come in and you can literally buy a sofa from us or really great light fixtures. The store, I wish you, I wish they could see it right now. It's really beautiful. We're very proud of it. But Everything in the store is for sale. Our light fixtures are for sale. Our rugs are for sale. All of our furniture pieces are for sale. And so that's a very different um, experience. It's a li- it's a lifestyle brand, which is different sure. from just buying clothing. Yeah. So yeah. you mean like I could walk in here and look up and see 
a light fixture, does that mean that you're literally like taking it down from the ceiling or does that mean that? We thought that at first, but we kind of have become very attached to the things that are in the store. So we wouldn't literally take it off, but Jenny has the vendor and could order it and have it shipped to you immediately. Or if you love that light fixture, but think it's not right, she will break out her books and help you pick something. I mean, she's a licensed designer. She's amazing. She can help you pick things. Yeah. So we have that, which is completely different from yeah. anyone else. So we're we're really proud of that. Yeah, so what was that from Jenny's yes to like opening the store? Yes. What it, was that time frame? It took us a little over a year. It's, it was a huge undertaking. Oh, I bet. Now, I would say this. If you are an experienced business owner, if you have experience in that, if you have experience in retail, it might not take as long as it took us. Sure. But we every day we're learning as we were going. So we took things very slow. We thought on every decision. We made friends with local business owners and asked their advice. So the process probably took longer than it would take others, but we weren't in a hurry and we were um, dedicated to making sure we did it right. And that's important. I mean, you know, yes, having retail experience can be a huge bonus to have going into launching. Um, But a lot of people don't, what I love about independent retailers is if I had to pick between someone who's like passionate about their products and their customers and someone with a ton of retail experience, I'm going to take passion. Exactly. All that other stuff can be learned. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you walk in and you see it like it's just, especially with a small business, like you feel it when you walk in, like you just know when this is like a, the, the end result of like a spreadsheet. Right. As opposed to someone who's so passionate about it. I think that's right. Yeah. So how did you choose? Like, you know, you launched the business. What did even your buying look like? Like, how did you, <laughs> how did you choose a market? How did you, did you buy online? Did you go to market? We went what to market. market. did you do? Yes. Market was um, very interesting for us. So we, we knew that there was a market. Luckily for us, Jenny was, has been involved in market from the design uh-huh. aspect. So she knew a little bit about market and she knew that the markets that she were, that she was attending for home decor, that there were other floors that ha- had yeah. apparel handbags. And so we researched the very first market that we went to was Dallas market because yeah. it was close and it was convenient. And I will tell you that we were a hot mess at our first market. <laughs> Most we people are. <laughs> had no idea what we were doing. We went in completely blind um, and really didn't know that there is this world that we were completely unfamiliar with. There's lingo that you need to know before you go to oh, market. Yeah. They were asking us questions with words that we had, ne- terms that we had never heard of before. Um, we had no idea that the, um, what what fuels market and what runs market is the business card. I had no idea right. that your business card was so important. We didn't even have business cards yet. We had just decided what our business name was going to be. But when you go to visit with a vendor, it's a very fast process, and they don't want to write down your business name, your email address. Uh-huh. Your, so they take that card and they attach it to your order. And we didn't even have cards. <laughs> so market, our first market was a little bit of a disaster. Um, 
but people are very kind. The sure. vendors are very kind. Um, and you just tell them right from the get-go, this is my first time, and they'll walk you through it. Jenny and I have been to several markets since then, and we just went to market three weeks ago and left there saying, this is the first market that we've been to that we felt like we knew what we were doing. It took wow. us a good six or seven visits to market to really ease in. We're learning now who our who our lady is, who our customer is, mm-hmm. who we're really shopping for, not just shopping for ourselves. Because um, yeah. it's real easy to go into market and go, I would wear that. I love that. But will your customer wear it? Um, and so, totally. yeah, so we're, we're learning all of that. And we get, and uh, the end of July, we're going to Vegas for the second or third time. Um, and for so magic? For magic. And yeah. we are crazy excited about that because it's, it's just, great market. it's the most unbelievable. I mean, there's just everything under the sun. <laughs> it's Vegas. There's everything under the sun and it's, it's very easy to get uh, distracted. So we have a, we have a list, what I, I would always recommend for market because it's like a kid in a candy store if you love yeah. fashion. What do you mean, have a list? So we know exactly um, what we're shopping for. We know that we need great game day apparel because August is right around the corner. So we need really great maroon things. Not just maroon t-shirts that say Texas A&M. But the trend now is that um, women are going to those games. And they want to wear a really pretty dress or a pretty, really pretty yeah. maroon blouse. And so we, um, we have a list for exactly how many maroon blouses we're going to buy, how many maroon dresses we're going to buy, how many um, holiday dresses we need on the floor because we're going into Christmas. It prevents you from overbuying because it yeah, really is so easy to get. Everything is beautiful. Everything's beautiful yeah. there. You get distracted. Um, so you need to go. You need to go with a list and you need to go with a budget yeah, and you, ask questions. What is, what am I paying for this? What is the markup on this? And you need to keep notes as you're going through. Otherwise, you will walk in with a, a set budget and you get home at the end of the day and run those numbers and you've tripled it. Right. So you have to be really careful at market. It's fun. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> Has anything else changed at market? I notice, you know, we go to markets right. a lot at... I can always spot the new retailer versus the existing one yes. by the shoes and the rolling bag. Oh my gosh, it's so true. <laughs> it really is true. But let me tell you something, that rolling bag is vital to right? getting you through that day <laughs> because we've gone before with your shoulder bag. And it, I'm going to tell you something, you go to Vegas and you think we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to do market during the day and then we're going to be in Vegas at night and we can go have a cocktail or go see a show. Uh-uh, you're in bed by 8.30 because you are worn out right. after market it is it's um emotionally overwhelming it's physically overwhelming it's a lot and of walking financially overwhelming. financially <laughs> overwhelming very financially overwhelming so if you walk in there with a backpack or a shoulder bag you're going to be like an old lady by the end of the day with a sore back that rolling bag it's serious <laughs> yeah it's so true it really it reminds me of college like that's right that, that freshman girl or guy that first day of school yeah. versus like your senior right. year. <laughs> but you're all rolling like, the class wearing. All tucked in and pretty, big hair and makeup. Yeah, that stuff just doesn't <laughs> no, happen no. Um, at all. <laughs> so you, you mentioned something about like discovering who your customer was mm-hmm. and finding like what, what did that process look like going from buying for yourself versus figuring out you yes. know, who the coterie shopper is? Um, one, who is it? And then two, how did you... How did you get to that conclusion and right. kind of envision this this woman shopping here? That's right. So we um, 
Jenny and I felt certain when we were um, building and thinking about opening the store that our customer was our local lady. Um, there are some really amazing boutiques in Bryan College Station, um, but a lot of those boutiques cater to the the college girl because there's a lot of them here. The sorority girl, and it would be it would be silly not to because there's so many. Um, however, when you get to be our age, the, yeah. the local lady that's in her you know 30s and 40s and 50s, you probably shouldn't be wearing sorority type clothing. And so we really wanted to cater to that lady, to the local lady. And we were um, adamant about that, that that was what we were going to be. And we are that. However, what we have discovered is the local lady comes in frequently with her college-aged daughter, Mm -hmm. and it would be um, ridiculous to not have things for her as well. And so the shopping experience I love because I'm the mother of sons. I love that. I love being able to see moms and daughters come in. Um, And so we really did a lot of research on mom and daughter shops. Um, It is a trend. It's very popular and very successful. And so we really came in with a solid idea and it evolved and changed pretty quickly as we opened the door. So now we feel like everyone can come in and find something. Yeah. And it's so important to be able to pivot um, because it, gosh, like if you go into any business with this idea and you refuse to adapt That's exactly right. You will... Well, you'll fail. You'll fail. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think for you to continue to succeed, you know, continuing to pivot. Right. Is really going to be the game changer. That's right. So I want to I go back to something you said in the very beginning. And that's this idea of a retail experience, which mm-hmm. like, gosh, if you, if you follow the retail business world, especially as it pertains to like smaller retailers, um, which you really end up with a lot of consultants that are t- working with like Neiman's and those kind of brands, um, writing, but a lot of, they, they all talk about experience, like it's mm-hmm. a thing. And you see brands like, um, Lululemon and Warby Parker. And I mean, Apple, I guess right. is kind of like the, the big version of that. And they have their version of creating an experience, but what does that look like for you? And, and I mean, I guess describe for our listener where like, we are, what is the experience right. here? Where are we? Um, and, and how did you work to build it and why not? Yeah. Why not use the space for more clothes or right. whatever? Like what is this experience? So, um, we, we looked, we shopped several different locations, um, and definitely could have paid less, um, in rent to go um, somewhere that was more of a strip mall type um, Mm -hmm. place. But we were um, very serious about making it an experience. And so we were invited to come out um, to the Stella Hotel, which I actually had never, I didn't even know that the Stella existed out here. It is, it's out of town. It is a little tucked away. Yeah. Um, Can you real quick describe the Stella Hotel? Yes. Um, so, for those that aren't from College Station. Yeah. So um, Traditions um, Neighborhood Subdivision is out here. It's a golf course um, neighborhood. It's beautiful. So it's a little nicer. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say it's a high-end um, uh, place to live. Sure. Um, a golf course living, country cl- club living. Yeah. Um, and the, the Stella came in and built a, um, a five-star boutique hotel on um 
on property, literally next door to Traditions in the Country Club. Um, and it is a beautiful hotel. has amazing bars, the campfire, Herschel's. It's really um, yeah, it's gorgeous. gorgeous, beautiful pool and cabanas. And um, so we, we heard about the Stella and wanted to come out and visit. Um, there's other things that are coming out here as well. Next door, we have POV Coffee House. We have a beautiful spa that's going to be going next door across the street, which we're super excited that's about. Um, and they were brilliant and put in a small retail um, section. And yeah. so um, we came out and visited with them. And we knew right away with the lake, they have a little amphitheater over here that they were going to be having nighttime concerts and that this was exactly what we were looking for. And so Coterie is right in the heart of a place where women are coming and having girls weekends at the hotel. Um, they're renting a cabana for the day and laying out by the pool. And then they're coming with their girlfriends over to Coterie to have a mimosa and shop um, and so it was really important to us that the space not be crowded that it be easy to maneuver um, that there was seating because we want people to come and stay you can tell I love to chat so I want people yeah. to come and sit and chat and have a have a glass of wine or have a mimosa we also really loved the idea of keeping the space um, open where we could host private events which is something that is also very different for us. For sure. Yes. So we, for example, this weekend on Saturday, we are having um, a private charity event that starts at seven o'clock and we're looking to have 40 to 60 people in the store. We're going to have a DJ and we have the space to do it. Um, and then people can shop and proceeds from that shopping event will go to the American Heart Association, which is something that Jenny and I love to be able to support. We want to be able, we want Coterie to be a blessing to our community. So sure. we really needed to design the space to accommodate parties. I mean, we're at, at our hearts, we're hostess. We love to host an event. Yeah. We love to host a party. And so, yeah, that's what we do. Would you say, I mean, getting, turning the side to that, to business, I mean, would you say that you see like an increased revenue and that people are spending more when they come in and they do have a seat with a mimosa or, or is it just something that's more enjoyable that they may want to revisit or is it a little bit of both? I think it's both. I really do think it's both. I mean, I, what I love about the way that Coterie looks, and this just happened last week, it's one of my favorite things that happens, but two women walked in from the hotel and when the doors opened, they said to each other, this place is going to be trouble. They knew before they even looked at any of our inventory, just based off of the way that the store felt and the way that the store looked, that they were going to be spending some time here <laughs> and probably spending a little bit of money here. And we poured mimosas and I got to visit with them and I'm Facebook friends with them now. I get very attached to, yeah. um, to our customers. And so I think it is. I think that women want an experience. I mean, anybody can just run into somewhere and grab something quickly. But, um, you know, we work hard. We're raising children and we have careers. And when we have a moment to have some free time and pamper ourselves, why not really do it? Do Hang it out right. for a minute and enjoy it. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Um, so you launched this store. Um, this was launched as a brick and mortar store. Yes. And you didn't launch an online shop immediately, right? We didn't. We just launched online two yeah. weeks ago. We decided yeah. to take one thing at a time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how has that piece gone? Has it been something that's been 
you know, because it's a different world. It is a completely different world. And I will tell you, so when we, um, we, we had our hearts set on brick and mortar and because we were um, not experienced business women, we knew that we really needed to focus on that. But through the process and through this last year and a half, um, we have had um, local businesses that have been so supportive that started to prepare us for the fact that mm-hmm. summer months in a college town are extremely slow. Summer months uh, in almost any town. Yes, are that really slow. that really is true. But but you know you're your community leaves and then your locals go on vacation. They go on vacation and people stop. They're spending their, I guess, quote unquote, extra money on family vacations, which is exactly what you should be doing. But then you stop buying things that are unnecessary. So shopping kind of comes to a stop, especially in June and July. Um, And so we started, our wheels started spinning uh, prior to the summer about how we were going to maybe get through that. And online shopping is definitely what is getting us through that. So um, I've been so surprised that we haven't, we actually haven't had one single online order from anyone locally or in even Texas, but we have had a ton of online orders. And I mean, every day that I ship out something to Michigan or New York or it just blows my mind that there are that there are other people outside of this little world that we live in that are interested in what we're selling so yeah are they coming to you via like Facebook ads or Instagram or how how is that customer finding you so I will tell you the um, most brilliant thing that Jenny and I did if I can pat myself on the back a little bit um, is that we hired from day one an incredible marketing team there was absolutely no way that Jenny and I were going to be um, able to do that on our own. We're, you know, just technology just in general. I mean, we are, you know, again, we're in our forties and so we have to learn it We're it's not, you know, I have teenage boys that can just do it. It's just instinctive. (laughs) We have to learn it. And so we knew that we were going to need help with that. Um, And our marketing team has just done an incredible job with our social media. So people are finding us on Instagram. They're finding us on Facebook. It's amazing. Yeah. Our website is really beautiful and it draws people in. So, yeah. yeah. So our online, it's it's a slow, it's been very slow, but steady. And I don't mm-hmm. have any doubt that it's going to take off. The online Great. is, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And there's two camps, right? So there's women that really love to come in. They want to touch things and they want to try things on. And then there's your lady that wants to just have it delivered at her house and try it on at home. And if it doesn't work, she can send it back. And that whole process is really easy now. So, yeah, yeah, completely. So, you know, we can talk a lot and I love that we've addressed some of the things like the challenges and the things that you've had. Um, but what would you say like from the, the lessons learned kind of thing, you know, I know you've had challenges along the way, whether it be like changes in partnership or changing, gosh, you name it. I mean, yes. I'm sure like money, any of that, All of like it. what's been maybe some of like the bigger obstacle obstacles that you faced. And, you know, so if someone's listening to this and they're just launching their store, they're right. thinking about launching one, like what's the, the warning that you would, you know, look back and right. say, like, Hey, look out for that. That's exactly right. So, um, it would be silly to think that you're going to open a business of this size and not face challenges. So you have to be prepared for the challenges. Some of them we were prepared for and some of them we were not prepared for. Um, So we have had turnover and that's difficult. It feels from the very beginning, it feels like a failure and that doesn't feel good. Um, But what we are learning through this process is that um, 
it ultimately can turn out to be good for you because it is um, what you are wanting is everyone on your team to all be in the boat rowing in the same direction. And when everyone is rowing in the same direction, the fear kind of goes away because you know you're going to be successful. There, there are definitely um, challenges along the way. The financial part is is scary. I mean, it's scary. It is very scary, especially in, in our situation. I was not the only one that was a stay-at-home mom, even though Jenny was running um, JTI successfully. She was running it from home as a stay-at-home mom as well. She has four children. I have three. Um, her, wow. her kids are all um, adults now, and she has... Uh, done an amazing job of um, producing income producing <laughs> children. They're like actually getting jobs and they're off in college. And, to yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. But it's very scary as a, a stay at home mom and as a female to walk into a lender and say, I've been a stay at home mom for 20 years. I've never worked retail. I've never owned a business, but I have this really great idea. Will you give me some money? That yeah. is so scary and so overwhelming. And I really thought in that situation, this will be when this is over. No uh-huh. one's going to say yes to this. How'd you get um, them to say yes? Well, you know what? I think this is, I think again, when you went back to being talking about being passionate, I think that they could tell, they could feel it, that we were really passionate about it. Um, and we, we didn't go in completely blind. We did our research. We, um, we knew exactly from the very beginning what we wanted the store to look like. And so we invest, invested a little bit of money in having um, an artist do renderings of what that was going to look like. We started to reach out to vendors and get some soft yeses from vendors yeah. so that we could go in and say, this is what our merchandise is going to look like. We already have a few people that have committed to us so that they could see we were serious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an actually a really easy yes. For me, through the entire process, my prayer along the entire way was, if I'm not supposed to be doing this, give me the no and don't make it easy. And then I'll yeah. know. And really, the yeses on the difficult things just kept coming. And so I knew that we were on the right path. Yeah. yeah. And it really sounds like... Um, what I think that a lot of businesses that are starting can struggle to do, you know, is really, it's that hustle. Like you put in, you got to your yeses a lot of times because you showed that you had some hustle, you had some grind, you were going to be able to pull this thing out. And so, you know, even if I were to pull a lesson from that, it would be, you know, don't go into that bank just saying, I have this idea for a boutique. Here's like a business plan I threw together in word. Right. And, you know, here's what I want to do. Can I have, you know, half a, a lot of money? <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. But instead, like you, you put the initiative in, in the beginning and then coming out of that, you were able to get the reward and actually get to this beautiful, beautiful store. Right. Um, which is such a phenomenal part of your story. Um, so now if someone's thinking about opening a store or they're open, um, what would be the like, man, we did this well and I encourage you like do this like us. Like if you had anything that you were going right? to say, you did this right, and I think you should do do this too. That's right. So I think um, again, feeling really passionately about it, you need to you know you need to have all the feelings for it. It is going to become your life. I spend more time here now at the store than I do with my family. It, I mean, opening a business, you you have to. Um, have the time to do it. You have to be full on dedicated to doing it. Um, I think one of the, well, several things that Jenny and I did right 
we did things wrong, but we did a lot of things, right? Um, We spent a lot of time reading and researching. Every idea feels good, but you have to really dig in and read, um, talk to advisors. That Mm -hmm. definitely has um, served us well. Talking to other business owners. Business owners in this town especially are so supportive, so supportive, and they will tell you what to do and what not to do, and you should listen to them. I mean, you should listen to your trusted advisors. Absolutely. Um, We went to the Small Business Administration. We took classes. We, we took time and took classes. We actually sat down um, at this local small business administration and we gave them all of our numbers and we told them what we wanted to do. And we spent an entire day there with them running numbers for us. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, whatever they were going to say to, I had this fear that she was going to push the paper across the table and say, you're crazy, <laughs> you're crazy, or you haven't borrowed enough money or you need to rethink this. And again, we got the, I feel like you can make this work with what you have with your idea. So we, we took what we felt like were all of the appropriate steps to make us successful. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we spent a lot of time doing because partners are tricky Um, Jenny and I spent a lot of time reading books on partnerships. We took personality tests, several personality tests. Which one's your favorite? There's the one with all of the letters. It's like the F and J. Yes. Yes. That, that one. We really liked that one. We learned a lot from that. Um, and what we learned is that we could totally be married forever. (laughs) We were to ever get married because we have very compatible, um, personalities. We are completely different people. But we have a great yeah. yin and yang. And I tell people all the time that I think that between the two of us, we make one heck of a woman. So where <laughs> I am weak, she's really strong and vice versa. And so um, we went through all of those steps and asked ourselves hard questions. I think whenever you are picking a partner, you absolutely should evaluate that person and whether or not you can spend time with that person. But really, more importantly, you know yourself better than anybody and you have to ask yourself some really serious questions like what is my real reaction going to be if I have an idea that's rejected do I get angry at someone and stay angry forever or am I easy to forgive if you are answering negatively to those questions it doesn't mean you shouldn't be a business owner you should probably just be a sole proprietor because you have to be able to it really is like a marriage you have to be able to put your partner's needs before your own and really and truly what you have to be able to do is put the business needs before it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who gets credit for the great idea is the great idea what's best for coterie and so we just feel really strongly about the ideas being what's best for Coterie. And you can just, feelings are, we read this really great book. Am I allowed to say? Please. It's called uh, Radical Candor. I swear by it. My I have husband, it on my phone yes. right now ready to listen to. <laughs> read it or listen to it. My, it was actually my husband's suggestion. He works for the, he works for the 12th man and he has a great team there. Um, and so he suggested that we read it. And Jenny and I did. And it really, just the short of it is that, um, you have, especially as women, because you know, there's a lot of emotions and there's feelings and all of that stuff that, that we have as women. And I'm not commenting. On I know <laughs> you said it <laughs> anyway, we need to be able to go into a meeting and sit down and say exactly how we feel, what we want and what we think. And then, and if, and it's okay if there's a, if it's heated or if it gets, you know, if you get heated ultimately at the end, there's a, there's a resolution. And then when you walk out the door, 
it's let's go next door and have a bottle of wine and you go right back to being friends. And if you can get yourself in that sweet spot, a partnership is the most rewarding thing that you can ever do. In my opinion, I know there's lots of people that say, I mean, Dave Ramsey tells you not to do it. Sure. Jackie Bullard says it can be really great. Um, well, I really appreciate you being on the Retail Initiative podcast. It's been great talking to you. Um, you know, I want to end with, you know, sell yourself a little bit. If someone, one is in College Station, mm-hmm. uh, or Brian, sorry, right. bro, bro, <laughs> and wants to visit you, if they want to buy from you online, where can they do that? Where can they find you online? Right. So um, we are uh, CoterieBoutique.com online. Um, we ship the day that you order, unless it's a Saturday or a Sunday, then we ship on Monday. So we really feel strongly about getting you your items very quickly. Um, we are at the Coterie Boutique on Instagram and we have a phenomenal Instagram page. I think our Instagram story really tells who we are here. Uh, we post pictures frequently of what the store looks like and what our employees look like. Most of the models on our Instagram page are actually our stylists in the store. Um, and we love them all because we also so break some rules there and we hire our daughters and our nieces and our son's girlfriends and it's a very family um, sort of oriented business but you can see who is actually packing up your items and shipping them to you um, and then I would say if you're here in town please come and see us because I this is it's my it's my dream job I know it's Jenny's and we literally just laugh every day and have a good time and we'd love to be we'd love to play a part in the little snippets of moments that are special to women so if it's helping you pick an outfit for your first job interview or for a rehearsal dinner or we feel very excited to be able to help you have those really great moments that's amazing yeah. Cool. Well, I, you know, definitely check them out um, on Instagram or Facebook and of course their website, um, buy a top, buy some denim, um, whatever it is, their stuff. Uh, I'm nervous about the idea of my wife coming in here because this place is <laughs> It can gorgeous. cause a little trouble, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I encourage you to check us out at retailinitiative.com. Um, one of the things that we're really working to do is give resources to retailers. Like you talk about that struggle going into your first market. Um, we want to give free resources that are available to you to make the most of that first market and not make the mistakes um, that you did. And that's just one example of the things that we're hoping to help retailers with. Um, so thank you for listening, and oh yeah, we'll see you next time.